are listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith, culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. This is John Ackerman. With me as always, Mike Lara, Tom Edwards, and... I don't know. We're just going to have some fun, I think, on this episode. Uh, you know, in the first couple of seasons, we definitely had some heavier ones. And, you know, as we've dived in, as we dived in, yes, as we dived in, as we Dovin. dove in. It's Dovin. 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 Like dolphin, right? Do- do- dolphin. Dovin. <laughs> yeah. Man, I hope we cut all this. Let's stay in. As we dove into season three, uh, I mean, not that... The episodes have been heavy, but there's just obviously been a lot in the world that's felt heavy or chaotic or fatiguing or whatever the case. So a plan for this episode is we're going to talk about favorite movie scenes, favorite movies. Uh, we're, we're just going to have some fun with this one and talk about moments in cinema that we've loved and that have meant something to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think there's just, there's something about media. There's a power that media has that, I mean, most everybody has noticed at some point or another, that its ability to evoke something in you, its ability to affect you, its ability to motivate you, to shift your perspective of yourself or the world around you. I mean, there's just, there's nothing like a really good movie scene, Mm. either to get the feels going or, I mean, just to send you out the door, like case in point. I remember I was in high school, maybe it was... We probably need to do an IMDb check on the release date to verify this. I was either in high school or early college, and me and my best friend went to go see The Fast and the Furious. And coming out of that theater, granted it was a late night showing, (laughs) I drove like a maniac for like the 10 miles home, right? There was just something about that movie, you know, rest in peace, Paul Walker, that like it brought out the immaturity, but also just that like, you know, daredevil yeah, yeah of i want to see how fast i can get my ford tempo to go <laughs> <laughs> i got the tires to squeal but i don't know if that was because they were bad or we were going that fast but you know those kinds of moments where a movie just yeah like it, it brings up something in you so that's what we're going to do for as long as i don't know we decide to do this so without any further ado guys what movies are, are coming up for you as you're thinking about this Man, I have to like rethink this whole thing if John pulled out Fast and Furious first. <laughs> Everything else is way more serious after this for yeah, me, but I yeah, had to start yeah. with something light. No, it's funny because we were talking about this before we uh, before we hit record, and I keep going back to like those movies from like I guess VHS time frame where like you saw like is it the uh, is it TriStar where you see oh, the, yeah. the, the, bur- the 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 or the uh, the horse the Pegasus the Pegasus, Pegasus yep. right coming through and like I'd always get so pumped up at the intro of the movie like yeah. oh man this is gonna be a good one it's, it's coming it's, it's yeah. coming here it goes <laughs> after you had those previews right yeah um but I I don't know if it was just the time frame of being young and like all the movies back then were like those underdog stories you have the Sandlot you have yep. uh, Little Giants. But my movie back then was was Little Giants, right? And it was there was something about those underdogs, those kids that were nobody wanted them. They were just going to fight their way through, and they were going to yeah. overcome. And and I was just telling John one of my favorite scenes, and it sets the tone for the character. Um, but Ed O'Neill's the coach for the Cowboys, right? And they're trying out these kids. These kids are all like you know the the B squad, C squad players, 
and uh, one of the kids gets like hit in the head, and he has what looks like blood coming down from his forehead. Right? It's it's Voltar, I think is what they call it, right, or something. <laughs> he he pulls off his helmet, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa is he okay? Everything okay?" And they're like, "Uh." He pulls out a peanut butter jelly sandwich and some Cheetos, and Ed O'Neill's like, "Oh man, son, you're never going to get anywhere uh, using your lunch or using your helmet as a lunch pail." He goes, "What's in there?" He goes, uh, "A peanut butter sandwich and some Cheetos." And then Ed Ed O'Neill says, "Crunchy or puffed?" And he goes, "Puffed." He goes, oh, "Wuss." And it was just one of those scenes where it was just like that little thing. As a matter of fact, I've never eaten puffed Cheetos since that scene of watching that movie. <laughs> But that, that, it just set the tone for him. It just really kind of like you see him throughout the movie, how his character is portrayed. And, and that movie just was, that was my, that was my jam back then. Like I, that was, I still play it today. I watch it like whenever I get motivated to watch a sports movie besides that or Mighty Ducks or something like that. But <laughs> Tom, what do you got for us? I guess since we're going back far, this is one of the first movies that made me really think about, uh, something about my identity and who I was and, and what it was that, that, uh, really motivated me and got me going. And, uh, it's also, I think probably the first time, uh, that I, I can remember anyway, um, of actually just like breaking down and sobbing in a movie. Um, and it's really, it's not that great a movie overall, but, uh, <laughs> Armageddon oh, that came out. Oh, yeah. Do not besmirch the good name of Armageddon. Oh, yeah. I, Hey, listen, we got married to <laughs> Steven Tyler's. Well, no, we found a better version than Steven Tyler screaming through our wedding dance. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but we got married to, to the love theme from Armageddon. Heck yeah, uh, man. But uh, like the last 20 minutes due to that oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like when uh, when he pushes him back into the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then when they when they finally land back on Earth and the, the one astronaut is like, I just want to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man I ever oh, met. Man, yeah. like, man, like yeah. the the level of personal sacrifice um, that he was exhibiting uh, at the end of the movie there. Yeah. Um, just resonated so, so hard with me. Um, you know, that was at the time when I was trying to figure out it was, you know, um, was I going to do the military? You know, what, what was that going to look like as, as a part of my life academy or, or, um, whatnot. And, um, yeah, that, I just remember that that's like the, one of the first times I really got hit hard uh, yeah. with a movie scene. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you were sneaking a peek at my notes, Tom. Cause I had that, I had that exact <laughs> same thing. Cause you know, as we were just texting today about, you know, how do we want to like, which episode do we want to record tonight? And, and we decided we were going to do this one. Like I was realizing I don't have like a, a go-to movie. Like if somebody said, you know, top three movies of all time, like I'm just, I'm going to stare blankly because there's, <laughs> there's, there's too many. Same yeah. thing. If you ask yeah. me like, you know, what are my favorite books? Yeah. It's like, that's an impossible task. Yeah. And yeah. So what I was realizing was there were just, there were certain themes of movie scenes there that were go. coming yeah. to mind. Yeah. Just, you know, if you were to put them all together, they would fall into like, you know, different categories of these are the moments that I love mm. in certain kinds of movies. And one of them was exactly that word that you used, Tom, of, of sacrifice. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I love, there's something about those moments. And Armageddon was on that list. Uh, Braveheart was on that list too. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't you, you've got to be just dead if you're not moved by the ending of Braveheart. But, yeah. you know, there's something in that of giving up your life mm. for someone else, giving mm. up your life for something greater than yourself. Right. I mean, yep. they're, they're just, there's something in those moments that, 
you know, regardless of the film, that sort of heroism, that sort of bravery, that sort right. of courage, that sort of self-sacrifice, that's yep. just, yeah, that, that gets yeah. me. Um, yeah. Even in like, I love kids movies for stuff like this too. Like, I kid you not, probably on my top 10 list somewhere is the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, that just gets me in mm-hmm. in a whole other way. And I was just re-watching it because we have Disney Plus now. And uh, one night a week, Brooke's out uh, with a group of her friends. And so, like, I, we've gone through the Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And then I've re-watched the Marvel movies. And then I've re-re-watched <laughs> my favorites. In the, and so, like, at some point, you got to move on. And I mean, and, but do you? Well, you know, periodically. <laughs> it's like read a new book, read an old book. But... I saw that they had, you know, How to Train Your Dragon in there. I'm like, ah, I haven't seen that in a while. Actually, I take that back. It's on a Disney Plus. It's on Amazon Prime. I don't want to m- mismarket this. Um, but I was watching it and it got to the end. And, you know, like he hops on his dragon because the rest of the Viking clan is powerless against, you know, the, the uber dragon. And like just throwing himself into the fray like this child and this, you know, crippled dragon mm. are going to go take on this behemoth. And it feels like a suicide mission. And there's just something in this moment of like, you know, don't worry. I got this. I'm going to take care of it. Like, it's just, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Sacrifice because that's a that's another one of the ones. And, and again, going back to my childhood and kid movies. And this scene to me is is one of the ultimate sacrifices and probably the first display of it that I had seen that it actually was like, whoa, is this really happening? And I'm going to reach real deep for this one, but it's it's Iron Giant. And the scene with the missile coming to the town, it's getting ready to go. Everybody's like, we're done. We're doomed. And, uh, and, and the iron giant's like, all right, I know what I need to do. And he, you know, he looks down, I forget the kid's name, but he looks down at him and he's just like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go. Don't follow me. Flies into the air, both fists in the air, Superman style. And you hear the kid, the kids in the background saying, you know, you are who you think you are. And And the iron giant just, you know, quietly says, Superman and just intercepts the missile before it wrecks the city. And it was just one of those scenes where I was like, no, not the iron giant. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? But it did. It did. It set the foundation for like a hero does right. A hero saves the city. And that means sometimes giving yourself up. That means sacrificing your, for yourself, uh, for, you know, your, your brother. And I think that, that scene really just set the foundation. And it's actually one of the movies that I have listed as a, uh, a movie for my sons that we're going to watch together and, and introduce them to that. That one of my one of my favorites, Iron Giant. So, nice. yeah, and that's actually really similar to uh, the the end of Avengers with Iron Man, right? Yep. The and I love and this is maybe getting beyond the the scope of of the conversation, but um, but Tony Stark's character arc, yep, through oh, yeah. the Iron yeah. Man movies to the end of the first Avengers film where he does exactly the same thing. He intercepts the missile and and he pushes it up through the portal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Like just watching his character development to me is amazing for Mm. exactly what you said, Mike is like, that's what a hero does. Yeah. In Iron Man, he was not a hero. Like, yeah, he, you know, he won the day and we're cheering for him, but he was not a hero. Right. Yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of Avengers, Tony Stark is yeah. a hero, which is which is, has that con- complete loop, right? Because if you remember the scene, I forget which which Avengers it was, but when when Captain America tells him like you're not the guy who will sacrifice yourself for the team, and then yep. come full circle, and and there yep. he is, he's he's the guy who does it, and it's just like, oh, you know, that's yeah. that was that was so good, so good, yeah, those sorts of identity moments. And Tom, you'd mentioned that earlier too. I realized that was another category that was coming up for me of um, 
and again, I'll go like, you know, kids movies. Like I watched Moana for the first time because it came out. And again, Brooke and I don't have kids, but we shamelessly go to all <laughs> Disney movies. I, Frozen, you bet. I, I saw that in the theater unapologetically. Not a problem at all. But I mean, so I was watching Moana and again, like the the whole character arc of this is who I think I am. I keep being told that this is who I'm not allowed to be, you know, just squash the thing inside of you that that is desperately trying to come out and then come full circle to this is absolutely who I'm supposed like. Like I, I use this clip in conferences, right? Like she's standing on the boat. Her grandmother shows up in spirit form and reminds her of who she is. And she like, you know, loudly proclaims her name on the back of the boat in the middle of the ocean. And I mean, Lion King, like when James Earl Jones shows up in the clouds and, you know, is talking to his son about who he is, you know, not what he's supposed to do, but just remember who you are. Like those kinds of, oh man. I, I would pay money for somebody to just splice all of those kinds of moments together into a movie. And I, I'll just sit and watch that on loop for like hours. Well, I mean, you've pretty much done it if you want to talk about clips that you uh, that you use in conferences. There's also the, every t- I've seen you do this talk so many times and every time you play that Man of Steel. Oh, it's so clip, good. So good. I like the tears. Like I can't. I don't even need to be paying attention to the talk, and that clip comes on, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's Pavlovian know, like, at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where he's telling them, you know, somewhere out there, you have another father, and he loves you just as much as I do, and he wants great things for you. I'm like, holy what? moly! <laughs> yeah. Talk about like a yeah. Jesus moment yeah. in yeah. someone's life. Yeah. yeah, that was good. It's so good. Yeah. You know, speaking of speaking of scenes that make you cry, no matter what, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hit home with this one, but uh, Goodwill Hunting, it's it's not your fault. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is that. I don't care how many times I see it. I mean, as soon as it, I know it's coming, and my lip starts to quiver. I'm like, dang it, why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've watched the movie with other people, like that have like never seen it, and I'm not gonna, you know. Okay, my wife never saw it. And so I was like, let's go, let's watch it. And I'm just looking at her over, like, just kind of like, okay, here comes the scene. And before the scene even starts, I'm like already crying. And she's like, nothing happened. What's going on? I was like, <laughs> just you wait. All right. It's coming. And that, that scene, man, all the, all the time, yeah, that one hits home. So, that's, so good. So mm. good. That, that's probably one of my top three. Yeah, oh, yeah. That is a good one. Um, yeah. And that scene is killer every time you're right. Here's, here's funny trivia to go off topic again. Um, I just saw an article the other day about like celebrities who've made it work with, with non-celebrities and their relationships. Sure. And Matt Damon met his wife at a bar. Really? And I was like, that's what happened in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. How about them apples, right? <laughs> Robin Williams' whole story. No, right. but Robin Williams met his woman at the at, Yeah, 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 the yeah, bar. that's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know? I was like, that's so amazing. When life writes your script for you. Yeah, seriously. That's awesome. So here's here's a, a topic I think you can probably riff on for a while, Mike. Um, that that's in that category of of it it gets something inside every time is uh, is brotherhood in movies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, for me, one of them um, that it just like it brings it to the forefront all the time is uh, we were soldiers. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the Mel Gibson movie in Korea. Yep. yep. Um, not Korea. Vietnam. 
yeah. Eric have. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, obviously there's all the battle and all that and, and whatever, but, um, and there's the one guy, uh, I forget if the, is he the new Sergeant? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He's the guy that was also in remember the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. The one who keeps saying like, good morning. What a great day to the yeah, old yeah, target yeah, major. Yeah yeah. 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 You know, and just like his story mm, through yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy, um, from American pie that uh, is going to have his daughter yes. while they're away. Yeah. Like, yeah. And just the, the unit and the, the leadership of Mel Gibson of the unit um, and how he takes care of his people yeah. uh, is just, is an amazing picture of that brotherhood for me. Yeah. Yeah. Saving private Ryan did the same thing for me with, with mm-hmm. Tom Hanks and, and you know, that, that motley crew, which it feels like it's always, you know, a motley crew when it's right. When it's brotherhood, right. Yeah. It's, it's never a group of put together people. It's always, you know, the cast of characters, but yeah, that, that same sort of concept of like, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Like there's a place where you fit and when you find that group and then again, like it, it, you know, it ties in with the sacrificial part too. Yeah. It's hard because brotherhood is like automatically you think army movies, right? Cause right. that, I mean, Black Hawk down. I, I watched that movie while deployed my first deployment in Afghanistan Watching this on like an old like tube TV sitting on a tough box, and I remember the scene where where the uh, like one of the uh, Humvees with the with the fifty cal comes cruising across the screen, and all of a sudden like off the screen I see the same like vehicle moving to the right, and like it was one of those weird moments where I looked, I was like, oh wait, I'm actually here. There's actually <laughs> stuff going on. Like there's a vehicle just like that right there. But that movie just the whole time, just the 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 fight and the brotherhood. I mean, it's it's army movies just are just there for that, right? And I, yeah, I just yeah. it's always just one of those things um continuing on with 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 uh, brotherhood and then uh, you know i'll take this one to to the father and fatherhood cheesy line but one of those movies where like if you if you you, you sometimes it, this scene gets kind of forgotten but uh rufio's death scene in hook mm. where he looks over at <laughs> peter pan and he's like i wish i had a dad like you it's like oh man peter pan oh Rufio, bang ring, you know, and it's just like it's like, man, that, well, that I don't know that I was I was I don't remember how old I was when that one came out, and I was like, no, not Rufio. So, but that was a, that was another moment where I was just like, man, like so good, yeah, it was so good, <laughs> so good, Rufio. That I'm I'm amazed at how often another second another segment from that movie pops up in my head, and it's just like it's one of those like you know five second scenes yeah, that really yeah. isn't germane to the rest of the movie, but anytime I'm like setting the table for dinner. And I'm putting the forks out. Yeah. Like I think of that scene where, <laughs> like, he picks up you know the utensils, but there's no food because yeah. he hasn't Imagine learned to play he, yet. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's like, you know, why why do we have these? And and Chubb says we have them so we don't have to use them. Yeah, yeah. And so like yeah. every time I'm setting the table, yeah, and yeah, I'm setting these out. Like why am I setting these out so we don't have, we have to, to use? Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about Hook, man. There is some there is some good scenes in there. Oh, it's so uh, good. Another one that got me in Hook, and this is like one of those ones where it hits you as a as a dad, right? It hits you yeah. as that fatherly thing, and that's that's the scene where um pan's kids are are in a net yeah they're hooked up above peter just has to has to, mm-hmm. i think hook's mm-hmm. line is just just touched her outreaching fingers yeah. just reach for them touch them and everything will go away this yep. you'll, you'll remember this is a bad dream and he can't do that right at that moment there is nothing like fear has overtaken him he is not going to be able to reach out and grab and, and touch touch his kids and it's just one of those scenes where i'm just like man like to be in that position right to be in that moment where you're just like I can't yeah. even save my own kids because I am that 
taken over by fear. Like, yeah. I don't know. As an adult, it looks a lot different than what I used to watch that movie as a kid, though, right? right. I mean, uh, I don't know how many different movies that can happen to where you get that different perspective of, of hey, we got to we gotta have that, that scene on, on either dad mode or, or kid mode, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the older movies like this, they just haven't aged well because of, you know, technology or you just remember them so much more nostalgically. But yeah, there's a few that, you know, for whatever case... Like you go back to watch it again later as an adult, and it's like, all right, we we can't watch this one again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so funny enough, uh, Goonies, right? Yeah. That was to me was was kid movie. You know, let's watch it. Yep. As, uh, you know, we try to do a neighborhood uh, a movie night, and the opening scene is 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 uh him faking his own uh, uh hanging in the, right. in the middle of the jail cell, and I'm like, I have like five, four and five year olds screaming. Yep. I'm like. I, yeah. oh, new movie, new movie, new movie. Let's yeah. go to Moana. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, so it's, it, it is funny how you say that. Those, those movies don't hold up. Um, all right. So this is another, this is another, um, old school, uh, what do they call it? Brat pack type movies. Mm-hmm. But I, I, um, I showed Janelle, and this is another one that perspective changes. I recently showed Janelle Breakfast Club. Okay. And I'm like, this movie is awesome. This was such a good movie. Mind you, I haven't seen it in, a couple years, right? Sure. More than, more than, you know, probably 10 years. Janelle got done watching that movie and she was like, that was so sad. Like those kids. And I'm like, wait, you missed? Like that was cool. What? And I was like, actually it was, it was kind of sad in some scenes. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like some of the kids that were like, um, you know, I'm here because I hadn't like, I had nowhere else to go or, you know, like, like it's just the different scenes in there that you feel like bad about. Like even the, even yeah. the guy who brought the flare gun, right, to, to, to school, right? And it's yeah. just like, it's like some movies do, your perspective changes, right? As you get older and then, and you realize, man, that was, that was kind of sad for those kids. So. Yeah. Yeah, just the the depth of human brokenness that right. you're suddenly right. yeah, realizing yeah. was right there on yeah. the screen. And, right? and, and here's something too, like, and maybe maybe you have a, a even more change of perspective. But as a high sc- or as a high school teacher, you probably ran into every single one of those types of kids throughout the whole time. And in the my, in the back of your mind, I'm wondering like, hey, I saw this guy in a movie. You know, like right. they, I've seen this character before. I need to reach out to them and you know, oh, captain, my captain, this kid here in a second, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, teacher movies get dangerous once you're in the teaching profession. <laughs> Sometimes they hit a little close to home. Did you ever stand on a desk? Uh, just to change a light bulb because <laughs> we couldn't get the janitor to get there. <laughs> I missed my moment. Yeah, we always, though, uh, the beginning of the school year was always Mr. Holland's Opus. Mm. The weekend before school started, every year that was our tradition. Yeah. Um, just because, again, the the I think the the arc of his character from yeah you know taking the position because he just needed to at the time and picking up the driver's ed because he needed the extra cash at the time and then you see this man at the end of his career and the difference that he makes right and i don't know it just like it hypes you up as a teacher it just like hypes you up to go to <laughs> class and be like i'm gonna make such a difference right <laughs> yeah i feel like you know you know how they they often say that the book is better than the movie. I feel like sometimes real life ruins movies uh. in that case. And I know this was a cliche a lot with teachers. Like the teacher movies that everybody else loves and the teachers are like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Nothing against Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. But Coolio. like, yeah, sure. You can just, you can stroll into a classroom in the inner city and within like five days, like have them wrapped around your finger. Like, oh, yeah, 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 anybody yeah. could do that. No problem. Yeah. Freedom writers, like yeah. take a class full of kids and- 
like no you can't that's not how that works <laughs> well Whoopi did it but she used song and and, and well sister and, acts totally different <laughs> yeah you can make anybody sing <laughs> that's the key really yeah. to making that work is to make them all sing yeah i feel like everybody feels that way though john it's, it's probably not just teachers you know it's like doctors and nurses watching right you know hospital movies and yep they would never do that. Right. That's so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be fun to, you know, pull different professions and find out what the most hated movies are by mm-hmm. profession. Like how many legal movies just make lawyers yeah. want to pull their hair out yeah. in frustration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you can't just stand up in a courtroom and say, I object. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. well, my unless cousin you're Vinny. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. well, in which case you can. But, my you cousin Vinny, that was a good one. I remember right. that. <laughs> the two youths. You two, exactly. <laughs> Were these magic grits? Oh. Uh, Oh. Maybe that's why superhero movies are so good. Everybody's looking at that and they're like, eh, seems plausible. Sure. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't, I don't have superhero exper- experience to say that that's not how I would have right. done it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we'll just go yeah. with the way they did it. Level playing field there. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of superhero movies, here's a subtle one that we just watched because we, like you, John, were rewatching the Marvel movies again. Of course. Um, and I love, and we're, is way beyond scenes because now we're talking like you know whatever 15 movies across the the span of of the marvel universe now but um the way that they tie the movies all together yes just like just little things that that like oh yeah that's a callback to you know that movie or that's like a a foreshadowing of what's Mm. coming like two movies down the line yeah i just i super geek out on that stuff yeah um I, I, same thing for like long book series. I wonder like yep. what was planned at the beginning and yep. what did they yeah. like what just yeah. worked out cool. And, yep. Yeah. Um, but we just watched um, it's uh, Civil War. No, Age of Ultron. Okay. Um, at the beginning of Age of Ultron, when they're having the party, and uh, and now everybody is like, you know. And I guess we should probably put like a spoiler alert thing. Or if they haven't watched it by this point, it. it's their own fault. Yeah, that's. But yeah. you know, everybody's like, "Oh, in Endgame, Captain America picks up the hammer, and yeah. he is worthy, and yeah. it's amazing, yeah. and yeah. it is totally amazing." Yep. But there's that one yep. thirty seconds, not even, in Age of Ultron, where Steve tries to pick up the hammer, and you're just watching. Steve try and move the hammer, yeah. but through him move the hammer, you're seeing Thor yep. sitting on the couch. Yeah, and suddenly Thor uncomfortable. Just has that split <laughs> second yeah. of, oh crap! <laughs> like, yeah, he's gonna do yeah. it. Yeah, and then you're just like, yeah. that's so cool. Yep, yeah, so cool. You know what's awesome about that scene too that I that I I, I look back at too and why Captain America is still one of my favorites yeah. is the is the insult that Tony Stark gives gives Captain America at one point is everything that's about you is that special came out of a bottle and it's like oh man like you're a super soldier because you 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 got this serum right but he's worthy enough yeah. has nothing yep. to do with the super serum yep. to pick nope. that to pick Thor's hammer up and that to me is like all right you know that's that's why Captain America is is is, is my favorite yeah, character man. and he's amazing so yeah yeah uh, speaking of the marvel movies that was another theme that came up um so at the end of endgame and again this is this is across lots of lots of different movies um it happens in the as much as I dislike some of the things they did with it, the Hobbit trilogy movies, the last one, the Battle of the Five Armies, there's something 
in movies where there's there's like a rallying cry, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's like to the king or <laughs> you're like wh- whatever that movement is where like, you know, whoever the guy is has like, you know, planted their feet and I will not be moved from this or I'm about to make what would probably otherwise be a suicidal charge. Yeah. Because, you know, here I stand, I can do no other kind of thing. And everybody else shows up and it's like, all right, you're not going down alone. We're going down with you. Yeah. Like if this is where it ends, then this is where it ends. But like, there's something about those moments. And Tom, you mentioned it earlier. It's like, it's those kingdom moments. It's those Jesus moments. There's something in those moments in movies that just, it it hits me like it's coming from another place. Like that level of unity, that level of sacrifice, Mm. that level of brother, like it takes all of those other themes that we've talked about and it, it it brings them all together and crystallizes it into this is, this is humanity at its best. Mm. Yeah. Single minded, single heart, single purpose, you know, single direction, self-sacrificing, for the good of the cause, not the good of the self. Like there's yeah. just, yeah, oh, whenever there's those rallying cry moments yeah. in him, oh man, I just like something in me leaps up and oh, yeah, I just, that's, I, that's, I like it. Those are good moments. Those are very good moments. Yeah. I, I don't often feel that way or this way, but at the end of Endgame, I totally agree, John. That's like a jump out of your seat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cheer. Oh yeah. When the portals start opening yep. yeah. and, oh, yeah. and they all start yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. you have. If you didn't clap for that scene, like even if you were like in the middle of movie theater, I think I was. I watched it right, you know, midnight show and whatever, and it was people were clapping. Like that's like that's how much joy yeah. people had for that for that scene, right? And it built up, right? Yeah. And I and and I think those are those are some of my favorite scenes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like I was I was I was gonna say the like the unity portion of like even those sports movies, like where you have that that breaking moment yep. at certain places, but that leads to that overcoming joy at the end of things, right? Like take a uh, miracle, right? Yep. The whole on ice thing. Well, who do you play for? Who do you play for? Yep. Yep. That yep. breaking scene is the is is the bottom to the to the top of those scenes yeah. right and I, and that those are the two those are the two imp- impactful things when i look at all the movies that we're kind of talking about those are the two pivotal scenes that 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 bring me back to watch these type of movies right yeah. to see the the ultimate you know we're done there's no coming back from this it's over yeah but there's that one more one more push to the end that that cry and then success yeah. right yeah yeah So I feel like we should probably just stop it right there because that felt like a good place to end. But I, maybe this is a small one. I don't know. Maybe this is just me. But And I wish now I worked it in earlier so we could have just ended with the other thing. But there's something in movies with a, a good, f- not fight scene, but a good flight scene. Like I have so badly wanted to fly like my entire life. Um, and I mean, in planes, yes, I... I in college, I was this close to joining the Marines because I wanted to fly F-18s. Thank you, Top Gun, Navy and F-14s. Absolutely. But, you know, like what, whatever. I wanted to fly jets because I wanted to fly. But, like, I I really, I want to fly more like a superhero to, to go back to, like, nothing around me. Like, I just, I, w- I want to fly. And so anytime there's a flight scene in a movie, um, so again, watching things on Disney Plus on Thursday nights, I was rewatching Avatar. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one, just how visually stunning that is and just how evocative, you know, really good cinematography can be, whether it's real or 
digital or whatever. But the scene where they, you know, climb up into the floating islands and he learns to ride the, I forget now what they're called, the pterodactyl looking things. And because of the beauty of the imagery of the environment, but just the way that they get to soar on those things. Yeah. Like that just anytime there's moments like that, whether it's flying a plane or flying a pterodactyl or just flying. Yeah. Like there, there's something in that that just like it, it's different than all the other themes that we've talked about so far, but it's just like it's an ache. Yeah. Like D, I'm surprised at how deep it is every time it happens, but there is something way deep in me. Yeah. That just desperately yearns to fly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And Top Gun is definitely yeah. Top Gun is the reason for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now Danger Zone's <laughs> playing in my head. <laughs> yeah, because I I did exactly the same thing. I was like, I'm going to join the Navy, and yep. uh, obviously they're going to have me fly jets. Well, yeah. So. yeah. I, I flew in planes, but mostly just to like sleep on my way to like combat. Right, there were big planes. Yeah, there weren't cool jets. Right. <laughs> yeah, there were cargo planes. Nobody wants Highway to, to the Danger there. Zones, not playing no, in the no, in the cargo bay. No, no. It's like driving Miss Daisy. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, Tom, you said you had one more, right? What was the last thing yeah, on your I, list? I, I just feel like you know we need maybe maybe it's a good spot to just end is is like just a uh, a movie scene that makes you go, man, that was so badass. <laughs> like. Maybe has nothing to do with anything else, but just like an over-the-top, you know, amazing scene that you remember forever. All right, so this one definitely has not aged well because <laughs> I went back and watched it as an adult, and it was just awful. But when I was a kid, and this is also one where you're like, how did my parents let me watch this? Because this is not... <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Oh, uh, yeah. And he breaks into like the army like surplus store and finds the secret back room with like every weapon known to man <laughs> and just comes out decked out like Rambo times 10 and then <laughs> proceeds to like one man besiege this, you know, enemy stronghold and blows the entire thing up. And I remember as a kid, just like jaw dropped, eyes bugging out of my head. Like that is the coolest thing I have ever seen. That was so badass. Yeah. It was way less badass when in my 20s I was bored and was feeling nostalgic and started pulling out old childhood movies. And again, why that's a childhood movie is a question <laughs> for my parents at a later date. But it did not age well. Arnold has maybe, but that movie did not. Yeah. I I don't know why this scene always kind of sticks out to me. And I, I, I got to rewatch it. Just I just remember, all I remember is the, the light on the back of Sigourney Weaver's big Trek thing from Alien. Is it, is it where she, you know what I'm talking about? Where she gets pissed off and she's yeah. in like that. Is that what, is it Alien? Is that where she's at? Where she's in that yeah, big yeah, yeah. mech thing? And uh, I don't know why that scene always kind of gets me like, that's, that's cool. Like, hey, like you messed with the wrong person. Like uh -huh. it's, it's game on now. Yeah. Right. Well, and she's like, that's, is that the one where she fights the queen? Yes. Yes. In right. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't know what it is. That, that scene right there, it's like, all right, you, you, you know, you pissed off the wrong person. But that's, that to me is like one of those scenes where it's just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good for one. me. And this, this may not, uh, may not be, super widely known but um like one of the scenes that always comes to mind for me is well i love martial arts movies mm -hmm. um but uh 
Tony Jaw had a string of movies, uh, like probably in the early 2000s. And he's got this scene in one of his movies where, um, so he, he does Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ongbok? Is this Ongbok? He's fighting a guy um, that does capoeira. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the building is burning down around them and the oh, sprinklers yeah. have come on. So they're fighting in the water and um, like it's this totally different style, like Eddie Gordo style <laughs> dancing around uh-huh. kicking yeah, him in the yeah, head and yeah. whatever. And, um, you know, and like and then he's got to figure out like how to fight this guy in this style uh-huh. because his style is just like I'm going to grab you and break something. <laughs> um, it, it Like such a cool scene. Oh, yeah. The, that the is cinematography, good. the that water and the fire and these two guys oh, fighting yeah. and. The the capoeista's got the dreads going on uh-huh. and they're like flipping around <laughs> and so good. Yeah. Such a good movie scene. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. All right. Well, we could probably keep going forever on this, but I think we'll call that good. And uh if you haven't seen some of the movies that we've talked about, you definitely need to go check. Well, maybe not some of the ones that didn't age well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no. But we'll, but we'll post a like a list stuff. of worth your time and not worth your time. <laughs> it's true. Uh maybe we need to actually post show notes for once on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but, but I, uh but Definitely a lot of movies to go out and watch and, yeah. and check out or watch again. Yeah. And, um, and, some new and find your story, right? I mean, I think that's one of the big things we've all kind of identified here, right? What is what? Why do these stories and these movies stand out to us? It's, yeah. it's a, and I think that's the thing is to look at it from that perspective, right? What 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 is it that's screaming inside of you to, to stand up and cheer and say, "Hey, this is this is awesome," and this is why I love it. And I mean, you you find I think you find more about yourself in those moments where you're the guy standing up and those hit, things hit you hard um, than you do. You know, just on. I don't know. I don't want to say reading book because I get I get pretty excited about reading books. Careful, too, man. Yeah, I know. Careful. I know. Yeah, I know. But you, you know what I mean. Those movie scenes that really, really pump you up. I think that you really identify with those characters and why is that? You know, dig into that. Find yeah. out why. Well, and one yeah. of the coolest questions I ever heard at, was at a conference, and they opened it with, "What's your favorite movie?" Yeah. And I mean, you can get a room full of guys talking about that, like we just did yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. And then they said, "All right, so which character?" would you love to be like and which character are you afraid you secretly are mm. right and the whole room just like <laughs> yeah and i mean they did it right before lunch and so you go off to eat and you're sitting in a room you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people you don't know that all yeah. showed up to this thing and people just start sharing yeah their characters yeah and you realize how deep some of this really starts to hit yep, yep. from what seemed like a superficial question of you know what's your favorite movie yep. but like you said mike i mean once you start digging into what's down there yeah it, yeah it, it gets That's pretty like we cool we could do a whole episode on that probably oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just unpack that there we go part two so there's, a lot, there's a lot there um as always we appreciate you being here and and going on the journey with us and i hope to see you back here for another episode of strong towers before you go we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. 
You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some strong tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all, and we'll see you back here real soon.